Hey everybody and welcome to episode 26 of the Aquascaping Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Art. Check us out at aquascapingpodcast.com. You can send in your comments and questions to aquascapingpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to all the episodes on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Joining us today is Art Camiso, an aquascaper from Canada who co-runs the Planted Tank Center and the Aquascapers Collective on Facebook. As we speak, he's at the Aquatic Experience in Chicago, so if you're in the area, you definitely want to check that out. That's running from November 4th through the 6th at the Schaumburg Convention Center. He's going to be competing live with Corey Hopkins, who's been on the show with us, Pip Hong, and Dennis Wong. And I've heard through the grapevine that Oliver Knott is going to be there as well, so if you're fans of him, definitely go check that out. And our very own co-host, Sean, is going to be there competing in the nano category. So if you're in the area, stop by and say hello to these guys. It'll be well worth it. I was just going through the analytics of the show, and we now have listeners from 57 different countries. That's completely amazing to me. So no matter where you are in the world, thank you for tuning in here on the Aquascaping Podcast and joining us on this little journey of ours. Uh, Not too much. Getting ready for Chicago. This is totally surreal. I listen to the podcast whenever they come out, and now I'm like, you know, on it. It's kind of cool. How did you find out about aquascaping? Well, it was sort of an accident, really. I wasn't really much of a fish keeper growing up. Like, I'm pretty new, like three years into it myself. And uh, my girlfriend had moved into into my house with me so first thing she says we need a dog i'm like no we're not we're not getting a dog yet like it's it's too soon how about we get a beta so we went we went to the pet store i was looking at betas and then you know two minutes later i walk home with the the 29 gallon community you know i was just researching online and just like everybody else like i found out about a mono and i saw an iwagumi for the first time and i was like yes this is awesome this is what we're going to do. It's modern. It looks cool. I've never seen anything like it. So Once you found that inspiration and you saw, you know, Amano's tanks and you saw that Iwagumi, what was the, what were the next steps for you? Like, how did you make that dive? Uh, well, it was three months and I was running high tech. So, so you went all in. Yeah, I needed to make it happen. What, what are your own observations on lighting? How much, you know, that kind of a thing is is lighting overrated? What's your what's your overall take on lighting? I mean, I'm a T5 guy. I like my T5s more than LED. I think the color's a lot nicer, and I don't I, I don't like shimmer. So, I mean, buying a good light is definitely a worthwhile investment. And I think one thing that you should especially look out for is having control over the intensity. Because you, if you do run into problems, you can always just dial it back. Right. Or if you don't have enough, you can you know get more light than you need. Start halfway, and this way you have room to go up and down, depending on how things are going. You think aquascaping is an underrated hobby? I mean, in North America it is, especially Canada. It's sort of... Uh, I don't know. It's it's still kind of super niche, under the radar. But I think that's what makes it cool. It's kind of like a an underground movement of people doing things that not too many people know about. And I think once more people start picking up on it, 
it's going to be huge. What would you suggest as being uh, the most important piece of equipment and why is that? I, I had to think about this one quite a bit and I was going back and forth. You know, if, if we're looking at a beginner, like let's look at aquascaping. You need to have plants in an aquascape or can you do a hardscape only and still call it an aquascape? So that's why I decided a good aquarium with good dimensions. From there, you can pretty much do different aquascapes over time, but you know, if you're working with a 29 or a 55, you're gonna have a miserable time trying to make anything look cool. And speaking of aquariums, I spoke with George Farmer yesterday on this very topic, and next week's show is going to be a special episode just on aquariums, the glass box, the canvas in which we all start with when we create our aquascape. So definitely tune in and check out that episode next week with George Farmer. Here's a little clip from it. If you're a painter, you want to buy a, you know, a decent uh, canvas or your digital photographer, you know, you need a decent camera body with a decent sensor. It's all about that baseline and everything builds on top of that. You know, when you're talking about aquascaping a bit further down the line, you talk about hardscaping and that's really important. But even before that, you know, you need a fundamentally good aquarium to start with. So tune in next week for that episode with George Farmer. So what's your favorite plant to work with? Uh, any carpeting plant, really. Like that's sort of how I cut my teeth on it. That's what really got me interested. So yeah, Monte Carlo right now is probably at the top of it just because it's so easy to grow and easy to work with. Right. Any any tips with Monte Carlo? I mean, I just, I just planted a whole bunch of it for my first time. So any tips with uh, care? Yeah, just make sure you have a good substrate and good light and CO2. It, it sort of just takes care of itself. You'll think it's not going to take off at first. You'll have a little bit of melting and, you know, you'll come home after a week or something and you're like, whoa, th this tank's full. I got to trim it. So it doesn't really require much from you. Just plant it, forget about it, trim it when you got to trim it. Fertilization. What do you use and has that changed since you started? I mean, I've done EI, I've done... PPS and for Iwagumi style tanks, like it's it's almost beyond overkill, especially if you have something like aqua soil. Like you don't really need to put that much fertilizer in a tank. But no, right now I'm I'm just doing like a lean dosing style, similar to ADA, where you rely on the substrate and then uh, as the scape matures, you start adding more stuff to it as it gets depleted. Yeah, really just like iron and potassium for now and then in a few months if i no start noticing any changes in the plant growth i'll uh i'll give it some nitrogen and phosphate but no i run it really really lean for you personally what comes first the fish or the aquascape for now it's always been uh the aquascape but like working with these guys for chicago over you know the months that we had to plan it we started throwing out ideas of fish first. And I was like, wait, like, why are we doing it this way? And then I heard about how uh, it's Takayuki, right? Uh, yeah, yep, yeah. Kata? Yeah, and then I heard about that thought process and I realized, you know what? Like, that's actually a smart way to go about doing it. So I think I'm going to try that on my, uh, on my next skate. Hey there, Aquascaper, Sean here. And today I got a quick tip for you. As many of us know, or you should know, it's very important that when you start an aquascape, you are planting as densely as possible. It's very important to fill up as much of the plantable space with plants as you can in order to avoid uh, algae blooms and some instability as the tank starts up. Now, many times we may not be able to buy as many bunches of stem plants as we'd like. 
Well, that's not necessarily a problem because with many tall stems, you can actually cut them multiple, at multiple points along the length of the stem, essentially doubling, tripling, or quadrupling the number of stems you have to plant. So now you can take these shorter stems and cover much more surface area with them. All you need is enough length of a stem to get it to hold into the substrate and have some poking out above so that the plant is getting the light it needs to grow. And before you know it, you're gonna have yourself a thickly planted bunch of stems where otherwise there may have been only a small bunch that you're trying to trim and propagate further. I hope that was helpful and as always, keep on scaping. Looking back at Amano's influences, do you think there's anything lacking in the community right now that he brought to a lot of us? But like aside from all the awesome work he did, the way I look at him as is as a businessman. Like he created an awesome brand, an awesome line of products, and I think more people should sort of look towards what he offered in terms of that and start replicating it in North America. Yeah, and like you know, if you look at the cultural differences from Asia and here and you know they naturally have a love for gardening so I think what he did with that system was just made it more accessible for people to have aquatic gardens that the ADA system if you didn't know anything about growing plants as long as you bought everything from his system you can have an aquascape without doing too much thinking you know yeah. what I mean like it's I don't know that that was the thing that did it for me and I thought it was brilliant we're going to talk about the Aquascapers Collective here in a couple minutes. That's one of the Facebook groups that you run, and it has specifically to do with design. Are there any common threads? Do you see a mistake that a lot of beginners often make? The one that I see the most is just not having enough height with your hardscape. So you'll have like a, a super tall tank, maybe like four inches of substrate, and then you have like a few little pebbles. I don't know, like just that comes back to the hardscape. Buy more. Buy bigger hardscape and stack it if you have to. You can pile it up. Like, don't be afraid to, you know, go high with the with the stones. What would you like to see more of in the community? I want to see more people promoting the hobby. Don't be afraid to share your work outside of Facebook groups or forums. Just, you know, post it. See if uh, see if somebody's interested. You know, take some people under your wing and help them learn. Don't be afraid to, you know, get people interested. Like in the, in the end, it benefits everybody. If, if the industry doesn't see a demand in aquascaping, they're not going to put money into it. And if we want rimless tanks and aquasoils and, you know, cool plants, cool lights coming here, then we need to show them that that's what we want. So let's, let's get some more people. So Art, how can people find out more about you? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Aquascapegoat. That's my uh, sort of branded scape handle. Or you can find me, all the Facebook groups I run right now, uh, the Planet Tank Center with a bunch of awesome people and the Aquascapers Collective also with some awesome people. Okay, cool. Do you want to talk a little bit about those two groups? Yeah, Planted Tank Center if you want to learn how to grow, grow plants. And the Aquascapers Collective is our uh, you know, strictly layout focus. So if you want to learn how to grow plants, go to Planted Tank Center. But like, we're, we're pretty serious about layout stuff in the Aquascapers Collectives. 
All right, again, that's the Planted Tank Center and the Aquascapers Collective on Facebook. That's it for this week's show of the Aquascaping Podcast. Thanks again for joining us here. Don't forget to check us out at www.aquascapingpodcast.com. You can send in your comments and questions to aquascapingpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to all the episodes on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. That's it for this week, everybody. As always, have a good week, and we'll see you next time.